What do you feel is the best thing about you? Could be your character, a character quality. It may be something you've achieved in your life. Someone may even call it your claim to fame, even if you have no desire to achieve fame. Now, in the ancient world, they would call this your glory. Yes, I know we don't usually use that word. It can, use, it can mean something like weightiness or value significance. It could also mean splendor or brilliance. Now, we look at glory today because Jesus talked about his glory during the final hours before he went to the cross. He explained the source of his glory, what his great glory would be. Glory is often associated with God in Scripture. Here's a scene from the book of Exodus that we will look at today to dig more into this idea of glory. It's Exodus 33, verse 12 to 18. Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, Lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied to Moses, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and that your people and with your people, unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you ask because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, Now show me your glory. As we've noticed, glory is an archaic term for us. We rarely speak of glory. Yet all of us by nature are glory seekers. Our ambition, whatever it may be, is a form of that glory seeking. This is why we want to win the contest, why we celebrate the victories of the home team, and why we value some things far beyond their actual worth. How do we pursue glory? We aim to be the partner at the law firm. We want to have the flashy car that gets everyone's attention. We want our children to make the honor roll at school. Yes, part of that is a desire to see our children succeed, but it's more than that. Part is also the glory of having a child at the top of his or her class. We pursue glory in many forms because glory gives us value and weight. It gives it to our lives significance. Glory says we matter. It says we're substantial. Now, of course, God has a glory all his own. We can see the glory of God in many ways. First, the creation announces the glory of God. The creation reveals God's power and God's wisdom, God's joy, and so much more about God. Now, our scene from Scripture today tells us about the growing relationship between the Lord and Moses and the Lord and his people. God invited Moses to the holy mountain to meet with him, to receive the law, and to deliver it to the people. At this point in the journey of the Lord with his people, 
the people have failed him. And God seems willing to let his people go into the land on their own. He will send them ahead and not go with them. But Moses pleads with the Lord, and he reminds the Lord that the people belong to him. Then the Lord promises to accompany Moses and the people to be with them. At this moment, Moses makes a bold request of the Lord. He asks to see the Lord's glory. Now we hear these words of Moses and wonder, well, what is he asking of the Lord? What does he want? Does he desire to see the Lord visibly? God is spirit and cannot be seen in this way. No, he wants to see the glory of the Lord, the Lord's splendor, the weightiness of God, you could say. Now, of course, this is too much for Moses to take in, but his desire is commendable. All of us should desire this. And I think all human beings do, whether they realize they have this desire or not. But none of us could abide seeing the glory of God. It would be like standing in the face of a Category 5 hurricane or swimming against the tide of an immense tsunami. We'd be overwhelmed. We'd be swept away. The Lord grants Moses' request, but he must hide Moses in the cleft of a rock. And Moses can only look at the Lord's backside. That is only a reduced exposure to the Lord's glory. In truth, I think all of us are like a moth drawn to the flame. We long for glory. This is why we're glory seekers by nature. So yes, we'll not be satisfied until we behold the face of God. Now, here's the surprise in our glory seeking. It's counterintuitive. The more we seek glory for ourselves, the more we lose out on the ultimate glory, on God himself. The more we give ourselves away to alternate glories in our lives, the more we miss out on what our heart most longs for, God himself. Yet on the other hand, the more we give glory to God, the more we glorify God as we worship and honor him, the more we find significance ourselves in him. Let's pray. Gracious and loving God, we long to behold your face, to see your glory. We were made for you, and we know this in our hearts. Thank you that we can see your glory fully in Jesus. We glorify and worship you and pray in his name. Amen.